0: If you have a kid in the Toronto District School Board, uh, here's another thing to worry about beyond teacher negotiations. You might have to adjust your timing in the morning and in the afternoon because word on the street is about a quarter of Toronto's public elementary schools are changing their bell times as the school board looks to save some money because we're they're dealing with provincial funding cuts. And they want to stagger the start and end times at 131 of its 473 elementary schools, which allow the board to plan their busing routes more efficiently. Here to talk about it is our friend, the TDS spokesperson, Ryan Bird. Ryan, welcome to the show. Morning, Kelly. Okay. Uh, is this all because, did this start a while ago with the uh, kerfuffle we were, we were having with the bus shortages
1: Yes. So so that's part of it. So, yes, look, it does save uh, approximately two and a half million dollars. But I I think there are a number of reasons. Not only is it two and a half million. And this decision was made as part of our budget process last year when we had to come up with sixty seven point eight million dollars in funding adjustments. However, the, the, the thing is, is that once we plug in all this information you mentioned a little bit off the top, but When you plug in all the information, the times of start, uh, the start times of schools, the end time of schools, speed limits, one way streets, right turn restrictions, all of that information gets put into the software and it spits out the most efficient bus route possible. So you can increase that efficiency by staggering those bell times. You could double up, like once kids are dropped off at one school, that bus can do another run and drop students off at another. So it allows us to take 55 buses off the road, which means we don't need as many drivers, which means the delays that, quite frankly, we've continued to see over the last few years uh, can definitely be eased, if not eliminated, because we'll have enough drivers finally.
0: All right. You say that this is a a cost-saving measure and you plug some numbers into uh, the the software. Is this it'll save you two point five million dollars, obviously, because you use fewer buses but is, did you just uh, come into this software? Why use it now? Why not take advantage of it before?
1: Well, because, it's quite frankly, it's a significant change. What we've been trying to do is maintain bus service uh, at its, its current levels, and we don't want to reduce that, so we have to find that money somewhere, and that's why the decision was made to reduce it in this manner by staggering uh, the school start times. But I mean, it
0: really- seems smart, but why wasn't it being done before, Ryan? Like, who dropped the ball on
1: that? Well, I don't think it's dropping the ball at all. It's the fact is that when we have a, a budget pressure and we've we've been told, look, you're spending more, we have spent more money on transportation than we receive in funding. So we have been trying to maintain that for a number of years now. And the fact is, when you have to cut nearly $70 million from the budget, we can't do that anymore. So it came down to a budget crunch. Uh, I can tell you, though, at the same time, the fact is it will improve service in the sense that... For recent years, students have been arriving late in some schools and on a regular basis, unfortunately, just due to a driver shortage, people calling in absent. There might not be enough backup drivers to take in, uh, take that job. So we hope that by having fewer drivers, we can actually not only maintain current service, but improve it so that kids are getting to school on time and that you're not stuck waiting for a bus uh, because someone's called in sick or has a day off.
0: And how is this going to affect uh, start times? Give us an idea of how early and how late schools will go.
1: So it'll range really anywhere from 5 to 30-minute difference either way. So you could have schools starting at maybe 8.15, ending at 3.45, depending on, uh, you know, if there's the shift in the morning would be answered at the end time with the same uh, shift, essentially. Uh, but it's 5 to 30 minutes. It really depends on the circumstances uh, in the, in that school.
0: Okay, so 30 minutes is going to really affect uh, parents who have all of their timing down to a uh, science. And, you know, uh, you're out the door at this time so that I can drop, you get to school, uh, get you to school, and then I can get to work in time. A lot of parents are asking questions like uh, Jessica Lyons with the Ontario Parents Action Network. They're asking questions about uh, before care child spots. Have a listen, Ryan. We know that there's a child care crisis in the city. It's very, very, very unaffordable. A lot of families will now be scrambling to find before care where they didn't have to in previous um, years. Does their school provide before care? What, how are those programs going to accommodate? There is simply just enough, not enough spots in the city. All right. What do you say to her? Because I think that's a valid concern that parents are going to have.
1: Oh, and that's fair and i think we do know that it is going to be a challenge so for some you may find it is a challenge uh, because you'll have to find before and after school care others it may not be impacted at all it may be a few minutes or you may have a situation where you don't need it and for others you may no longer need it so for example i was talking to a friend of mine that Uh, she no longer needs before school care. Now, some either offer it all or nothing, uh, but we know that there's going to be a range of uh, reactions to it. Some may be positive and some may be absolutely challenging. Uh, But that's what we're trying to give parents as much notice as we can, six months' notice, uh, and we've also set up some public uh, information sessions, both online and in person, so that we can answer these sorts of questions, talk to them, provide suggestions, and really work with parents as best we can.
0: So uh, 131 schools have been chosen out of the 473 elementary schools. I'm just going to play the role of a parent. Yeah. Why did you choose my kid's school?
1: Well Yeah, we we looked at all the information. We wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, neighborhoods that don't experience higher socioeconomic challenges aren't adversely impacted. We've tried to take into account a lot of information, and then it comes down to, running the numbers and the information through our bus routing software to come out with the the best option. So we put all this information in, and these are the routes that pop out. So that's why it's it's really, it spits out the list of schools, in this case, 131 schools out of 473, and it's really based on busing route efficiency. Some places it may not make sense if you've got longer bus routes or there's high, increased distance between schools, but in, in tighter confines it may make more sense to really uh, make those routes more efficient uh, as they travel school to school.
0: We're talking about 55 fewer buses on the road. What are you hearing from the bus companies?
1: Well, I think what we've heard from a number of years is that, you know, I think you and I had spoken about this a few years. There was one year... Uh, where there was a very significant challenge right off the top of the school year there were buses that just weren't coming they were uh, you know over an hour late it was a very very serious concern yeah
0: that, that was is- the, that was when you started to lose your hair that year
1: yeah, yeah i did yeah i, listen, I
0: remember absolutely. it yeah uh
1: yeah, thank god we're on radio uh, <laughs> so um, well, we talked about that and at the time, and it has absolutely gotten better over the years. But the fact is, there are still not enough bus drivers to service everyone in the GTA and beyond. So the issue is, is you may on paper have enough bus drivers to cover X number of routes. However, it's the, it's the backup roster of drivers. So when you have someone call in sick, um, you know, on vacation, for whatever reason, they're not able to come in. If they don't have enough backup drivers... Uh, that means that either buses have to double up and people are significantly late because now they have to pick up an additional route or sometimes they wait for a bus and if you've waited a half an hour and it doesn't show up you assume that it's not coming and then you either go to school uh, by yourself or somehow get a ride so what we're trying to do is alleviate that that is still a concern now and with 55 buses off the road that means less drivers we think we can achieve that and make sure that not only is service maintained that people can actually get to school on time uh, which has not always been the case over recent years
0: speaking about on time you know the latest kids that start class would be 9:15 what's the earliest
1: i believe it is 8:15 i can uh, Whoa. i believe it's 8:15 so and and that's the thing that may actually work out this is the the, the issue with it is that for some parents that may be absolutely perfect mm-hmm. like drop students off at eight head on to school you don't need before and after school care that may be perfect at the same time that may be you know the opposite of perfect it may be a challenge as well so what's that
0: going to do to kids ability to learn that's my only concern you got to get them up early
1: in some cases in some cases they may actually be able to sleep in so it really depends on the change so but the the fact is, it's 815. In some cases, they may have started at 830 before and are now 815. So there's not a huge difference. Again, it's anywhere from five to 30 minutes. So there are going to be larger swings in time. And then adjustment of five minutes wouldn't have really any impact. Okay,
0: I'm not going to run down the list because there's 131 schools where yeah, do parents go if they want to find out if their school and their children are affected.
1: So they can log on to our website at tdsb.on.ca. You'll see a button that says changes to school start and end times that has all the information there, including the list and information about our information sessions, both in person and online, uh, and an email address should they have any questions. We're trying to uh, work with parents as best we can on this to provide all the information we can, but answer their questions at the same time.
0: But at the end of the day, they might have a question, but is everything set in stone, Ryan? Have you guys figured out all the routes and they're not changing before next fall?
1: Well, unless there's any unforeseen circumstances that we have not uh, looked at, but we've looked at a lot of information on this, and this is going ahead in September. But obviously, if there's something specific that we didn't think of, we're happy to look at that. But really, uh, a lot of staff time has been devoted to uh, putting this together, so we think we have a plan in place.
0: All right, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us and getting us up to speed. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. Ryan Bird is a TDSB spokesperson. We've been talking about how uh, 131 of their 473 elementary schools are going to either start earlier uh, or later in the morning and maybe end earlier or end later in the day. So we were talking about staggering start times. And the reason is they want to cut their busing by 55 buses. That will save them about $2.5 million. It's all at the end of the day. uh Everything right now concerning your child's education does boil down to dollars and cents. I mean, it's not free.